Our, our, LSU, boom! All night long, yes! Let's freaking go. If there's anything, anything that gets me excited to start an LSU versus Florida State live stream, this is the it's just every single meme you could think of of people coming together. It is Florida getting trounced on national TV as this happens. So we do have a very special guest coming up, James Coleman. I am so excited to have him on. It's going to be wonderful. He played the game. He played at Florida State last year. He shared some really cool Jameis Winston stories. And now we are going to talk about mostly the game tonight. He is with Den Media Group, and he does a lot of stuff with the Jaguars as well. So I'm going to need some clap emojis in the chat right now. We are also going to do a PHL meetup. Uh, I am not going to the game. I am personally not, but what I can tell you is we have found a location next to the stadium and around 545, um, actually not 545, the game kicks off at 730, so around 545, 6, we have a little group text. If you want to be a part of it, just comment down below. I'll tell you what you need to do, and you will be able to meet up with other PHLers for the first time. So Danny, Jared, everybody's going to be there, so we are really excited about that. Also... Uh, coming up, all right, we do have a new PHL partner, okay? Shout out to our friends at Louisiana Controls. We're going to tell you more about them coming up, but I need some clap emojis in the chat. Show some love for a man who's actually played the game before at an extremely high level. It is my friend and yours, two-time PHL guest, James Coleman. Big game, James is in the hizzy, baby. What's going on, man? Pleasure to have you, man. Love meeting up with you, man. We had a great time last year. Great game. And I appreciate you doing my show earlier this week, man. All the all the all the people who on follow our channel had nothing but complimentary things to say about you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh I did not think trying to give away a Deion Sanders figurine on your channel. I did not think Dion was gonna go nuclear this week. <laughs> Dion's not um we respect Dion what he did. Um we thank him for his service, but he's not the most well liked Seminole right now. <laughs> so if you got questions for James, once again he is on the East Coast and he's been super busy today. Uh fire them on in. And as you guys know, when it comes to PHL guests, I'm very selective on who I want to share knowledge. And James's knowledge of the Florida State Seminoles is quite extensive. Okay, we say hi to Angelo, who comes over from the Florida State channel. It's one of your big fans right there. TJ, I know he's really excited about Louisiana controls. We say hi to Dr. Morgan. We also say hi to Connor. Welcome to the channel, Connor. I think it's the first time uh, we've ever seen you in here. William, one of our many patrons. So once again, fire your questions on in. If you have anything you want Florida State related to be answered, um, you know, the first thing I, I want to bring up, James, is obviously uh, the team, right? You follow the team every single day. Is there any news, injuries, anything that you think is very pertinent information for this game? 
Um, not, nothing really. We actually ended camp relatively healthy. Um, there's some nagging things or some things that guys were still recovering from. So like, yeah, Fabian Lovett, who had a lot of injuries last year, he had, um, a cleanups, um, and some kind of cleanup surgery on his foot. A lot of FSU fans thought he was going to be out. I just happened to be around a lot being a former player and I knew he was going to come back. Um, but it's still, you know, something to kind of look for. Um, injuries never really show themselves until like, you know, it's really, really tough or hot and, and some key moments. So we'll see how mentally tough he is with that. Um, other than that, everybody's um, relatively healthy uh, that are going to um, play. The biggest thing that we have right now is we were expecting um, um, gra not graduate transfer, excuse me, transfer on um, portal guy, um, Daryl Jackson from, from university of Miami to be um, able to play. Um, NCAA came in and suspended him, one of many that they did across the nation. So right now he's not going to be playing in this game um, unless some crazy news comes around. He's been practicing, so he's in shape. But right now um, they're moving forward as if he will not be there. Yeah, so we did a film study earlier today, and everything centered around Fabian Lovett. Right. We'll get into Jordan Travis. Obviously, that's what everybody wants to talk about as a quarterback position. But you being a physical player during your day, I love Fabian Lovett. I, I'm a I'm a former defensive tackle. I love watching him play. And the one thing that really stood out to me, James, is when he was in at defensive tackle, your run game was amazing uh, defensively. And when he wasn't in, teams were just able to run on Florida State. So uh, for you guys, obviously, it's not just him. It's Jared Verse. It's uh, Fisk and everybody. So Give us a little preview of what you think of this defensive line going up against LSU's offensive line. Before I say anything, I don't want anybody to think my facial expressions are are due to anything that um you're saying. I just happen to have to the left of me the, the UF game one, and it's just it's just it's, it's bringing joy to my heart right now. Like it's just watching a team implode. Like I don't know what they're doing, but um. But anyways, like Fabian Lovett again. Fabian Lovett um, is a guy who transferred again from the SEC from um, South Carolina. Been at Florida State for quite some time. I like him. He's playing for all the right reasons. He's got a son. He, and once you look at his story, you really would like him too. Got a son with like a heart um, um, issue that he was born with. Um, that you know he does uses the NIL to be able to raise funds to make sure oh. you know they can take care of his kid. Um, you know, just things of that nature. Man, really goes out there, works really, really hard. And, um, you know, you, you got him. But really, it's going to be the combination of having another defensive tackle that's able to play similar to the level he had. We had Cooper last year who I think Cooper took the being fat thing, like the heart and lost too much weight. Now, he didn't need to go the way that number 21 for Florida went, but he went like in the reverse too much and he lost too much weight. So, um, but now you got Brandon Fist there that gives you a good one-two punch in the interior D-line. And then the defense, at defensive end, you got Jared Verse. And, um, you know, we all know uh, much much has been said about Jared Verse. He's a very phenomenal player. So I don't want to go – there's no – we can go on our, our whole show about what he potentially brings and, and what his um, status is going to be like. Yeah, so one big thing that LSU fans are very concerned with is the LSU secondary. Give us a preview of how you feel the back seven lines up Jamie Robinson is no longer there, but overall, how do you feel about the secondary going up against Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels? Well, I think the Florida State's strength is in their corners. So, I mean, you, I think they already felt really, really good with Renato Green, um, Azariah Thomas, 
uh, uh, Greedy Vance, who's, um, you know, I, I call him petite, but man, that boy fights like he's got little man syndrome. He's really scrappy. But then you bring um, over um, one of the, the better defense, um, defensive backs um, in the nation from over at UVA, and he's coming in. And he's got high draft status. So you got better there. At the safety position, you got Shaheem, um, Shaheem Brown, who a lot of LSU fans you probably don't want to remember him, but he's the guy who blocked the field goal um, at the last minute. He got a lot of play um, last season, and you got Akeem Dent with a lot of starts. They moved Kevin Knowles, who was at corner, they moved him back to safety to give you a little bit more coverage help to play more of the free safety. He's not the greatest corner in the world, but I think he, what he can bring to the to the um, safety position as far as coverage could probably be a little bit more. But they're going to probably be rotating those three guys, and they got they had two um, really really good freshmen. Um, you've got um, Ken Kirkland from out of Jacksonville Range High School where I live, and then you've got Conrad Hussey who was a four star that was committed to Penn State. From Saint, um, I believe it was from St. Thomas Aquinas, but he was committed. He um, flipped to Florida State. These guys um, are, are, are pretty good um, freshmen that are going to come in, but we don't really want those guys in this situation. Yeah. I really think um, what um, Coach Fuller, I think he learned his lesson, hopefully. Um, and what you look at it, again, is no disrespect, but it was really – it was a game of – it was a game. It was well fought. But it was one of those games, if you would have turned the TV off when Florida State was on the one-yard line and then they fumbled it, like you would have been like, oh, we're about to go up three scores, it's over. That yeah. last five minutes was amazing football. Um, in particular, what Jaden Daniels was able to do and not taking anything from what he did, but what Fuller's kryptonite is freaking running prevent. And then what I've learned in football, they say the only thing prevent um, prevents you from doing is winning. And that's what basically did. And Jaden, with a clean pocket and time, can pick you apart, um, especially if you're only rushing four. He's able to extend plays and be able to pick up big chunks of yardage, which is what you want to do um, if you're down late in games. So I think they're going to try to bring the pressure to him um, with the QB spot. So I think to prevent them from getting to the, to the um, safeties. Most very athletic defenses, the thing that they they're, they're, where they're naked at, is the safety position. Like, I, I think I told you on, on my show that we did Mark Rogers. If you want to beat Georgia and Alabama, get to their safeties. You got to get to their safeties to beat them. And I think if Brian yeah. Kelly runs an aggressive type of offense like he did against Alabama, I think that's um that's scary. But then, you know, it just all depends on how he feels they match up. All right, so before we get to the offense, obviously LSU fans and Florida State fans are enjoying – watching Florida look really bad. But I do want to share with you, if there was one good thing from the LSU game that happened last year was when uh, – <laughs> let me see if I could even find this uh, this clip. I need to upload it really quickly. Um, you know, I, I, I think LSU's offense does match up better. I just cannot understate how badly Florida State's defensive line with LSU's offensive line uh, in the trenches last year. And I think that was ultimately, you know, the difference. And Jaden really had to, you know, pull a, um, a magic act, uh, act to even keep this game close. Uh, but I do want to play this clip before we talk about Jordan Travis, okay? And when you sent me this, I just could not quit laughing. Tell him that in the camera. What? Shit. I never meant to about cook out, but. 
Shit is like life changing, bro. I'm telling you. Preach your word, my man. Preach. Preach. Life changing, bro. Life changing. Oh my God. <laughs> I want those guys back at my tailgate, man. Like, listen, oh, it, 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 like I need those frat, bro. If anybody knows those guys, please uh. tell them. Don't even worry. If they get to Florida, they're in Orlando. They're more than welcome to come to my um tailgate. Just bypass the um you know the ticket tailor link. Um, they just, they can come. Um, check it out. They they were awesome. It kind of merged with my tailgate. They liked my DJ better than their DJ, and it was like. That we were under this um bridge over at Poydras, off of Poydras, um, yeah. right around the corner from the um the the Superdome, and it was just like it was wet, it was muddy, it yeah. was it was like just mayhem and just a bunch. It looked like a mosh pit. It was great, man. I can't wait. Again, anybody, it is a paid tailgate, but it's all you can eat, all you can drink. It's not just a Florida State tailgate. I mean, it's yeah. I played at Florida State, but if you're an LSU fan, you want somewhere safe to be able to come and eat, drink. Um, if you, even if you got your kids, we got video game trucks for the kids. Um, all this stuff I do is for my um, my nonprofit mentors for the kids. We give um, food drives, school supplies, um, and Christmas gifts and stuff to kids who are disadvantaged. So the money's going to a really, really good place once we break even. But um, we'd love to have anybody over if they want to come, if, they're, if you're looking for somewhere to party safely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Life-changing, bro. That I that that's a, I don't know if you ever heard this, man. Louisiana white boys are different, man. They're they're a yep. different breed, man. Just 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 Google it, man, and you'll see some of the the craziest things you'll ever see, man. Uh, here here's the thing, I'm not going to the game, all right. But when LSU and Florida State rematch in the college football playoff, you and I are going to be doing a tailgate together. Are we going back to New Orleans? Like, hopefully, they'll put us right back in New Orleans, man. Yes, I'm all for it would it. be. It would probably be a one-four, and 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 that would be absolutely insane, huh? 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 So, uh, Kedrick's going to the game, and in just a second, we're going to share more details um, on the brief PHL meetup we're going to try to do before the game. Um, Kedrick believes Jordan Travis is overrated, James. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I don't really know. Um, I mean, nobody's saying he's the number one quarterback in the nation. I mean, if you're looking at the top ten quarterbacks that are available, I would argue, name me, you know, name me, you know, maybe if he's not in the top ten, where do you rank him? When people say those things, I always ask that. That's just like if a Florida State fan came and told me that Jaden Daniels wasn't any good. I would say, okay, um, there's one thing of us talking trash, but the stats, um, you know, and the numbers – tell us something that's completely different from that. Um, overrated. If Jordan Travis, put it like this, if Tate Rodemaker was playing that game, you guys win easily. Um, if, yeah, if, if, you know, and when you think about it, it was, he, he played a master class when it came to playing the quarterback position um, against in that game. So it's kind of, it, it's kind of like big three. There's this thing called big three Twitter. I don't know who LSU's rival is Florida. Correct. That's one of the rivals, right? That's, um, one teams, that's one of the teams I hate the most. I wouldn't necessarily call it a rivalry, but so yeah. you guys don't have anybody in state or like really around you for you to yeah. go back and forth to troll with. What people got to realize is this is the way we talk in big three Twitter, like Florida state, um, Florida and Miami 
All we do is talk trash to each other. And one of the big things is if he's overrated, how did he beat you? And that's the thing that you got to come down to. And then the stats say that he did a very good job. So will you, is he going to be a first round pick? Is he the first? No, he's not. He's probably, a, he's a, he's a draftable quarterback. I believe yeah. he's a mid round guy. Um, But I don't necessarily know if he's overrated. I mean, I think, again, I don't think any college analyst or any college coach would say outside of maybe seven or eight other schools would say our quarterback is um, just better than Jordan Travis. Yeah, I, I, he's in my top ten firmly. Uh, and what he did to LSU last year was he didn't really miss hardly any throws. And that's what kind of scares me because – Florida State dropped a lot of passes versus LSU as well. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how that actually holds up. So if you want to qu- get a question in for James, uh, go on ahead, fire. Now, something, something I no, will also add to that is um, I remember when Kenny Dillingham told me um, that – now, this is before Jordan Travis really came into everybody's eyes saying he's pretty good. He said that Jordan Travis were decent athletes around him as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Now, if we go back and we look – at the three losses that they had, which were all within reach. If they win one of those games, he's probably in New York. Um, I mean, just based upon some of the things that he's done and some of the plays that he's made. And now what you did was you took Johnny Wilson, um, who did pretty good in that game. You added somebody who's probably a little bit better than Pokey Wilson at wide receiver in a Louisiana native in Destin Hill. And now you added Keon Coleman, another Louisiana native. But, I think you've added and in Jaheim Bell, you've added better weapons around him. So while he may be overrated, he's got more talent around him, which may make him look better than what he is. So, I mean, that's still something very scary. Uh, walk us through, because uh, obviously LSU fans are very familiar. Um, Brian's in here. He actually went to a lot of car games, a high school that Destin Hill went to. Um, walk us through your skill, guys, now that you do have – uh, Bell, the transfer in from from South Carolina, from uh, Benson all the way down. Uh, give us your thoughts on Florida State skill guys. And, I, and for me, I think this is probably the best group of offensive weapons you've had probably since the the Jameis era. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and just different builds. I mean, in 2013, we had Rashad Green, you had um, Kenny Shaw, and you had Kelvin Benjamin. And Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> um, not the the um the physical prototype that you normally see at wide receiver, but big physical guy, strong hands, more of a tight end. I would say that I would argue that's your Johnny Wilson um type of guy. Keon Coleman is probably more like Rashard Green, except for he's taller and he's thicker and he's a better one. He's a better jump ball guy. Rashard Green ran tremendous routes, so that may be what I give the edge. But he was more of a slighted guy. Um, Kenny Shaw was your take the top off of the defense, and I think that's what Destin Hill um, as well as Winston Wright are going to be. But the difference is you're talking about all guys who are 6'1 and getting close to 200 pounds. So these are thick, explosive guys. Um, And, you know, just Destin Hill, like my joke is uh, I have no idea what happened to him. Um, Nobody knows. They're not talking. I can only – my only joke is I call him Lil Angola. The only time I've seen people disappear – for two years, not be on social media and not have any contact is when they're locked up. And I don't know what happened. He's back. I love him. We don't need to talk about it. Play your play your ball. Cause but when he came back, he he looks good. Like he looks right. like he's been working out. So that's the skill spot. Jaheim Bill is about 6'2, 6'3, 235, 240 pounds. 
he's basically a running back that plays tight end. He's a he's not your greatest blocker in the world, but he's an okay. He's a willing blocker, but he's a guy that if you get him on the scene, he's just you're not just coming in and, and um hitting him. So like a 6'5, 240 pound tight end, a little bit longer, bigger. That's kind of what you want. He's a little more stockier. And so, like, you're going to have to wrap him up because if you just try to get a shot on him, he might eat that. And then next, but he's got the wide receiver speed. So, he, like, that's kind of the scary part about him. And what I'm interested in seeing how they use him in defenses. Um, and then Trey Benson, a lot of people know about him. He's the lead. I think he's one of the top um, yards per yards per carry after contact guys in um, NCAA. Florida State was one of the top rushing teams. They run counter. Obviously, we run counter very well. Everybody yeah. knows that, um, which is ironic that we run counter so well, but we don't necessarily run stretch very well, which stretch is typically you have to use stretch to set up counter. But I right. think it's also because of the counter that we run is unique to Jordan Travis as well. So, again, that's really what it all surrounds is how well can Jordan Travis play? If Jordan Travis feels like he has to be Michael Jordan, the two guard that has to score, they'll lose. But if Michael Jordan feels like he could be Steph Curry, be a great point guard, a great, like, you know, and then shoot the three. When he like be able to be deadly from it, but distribute the ball to your other weapons, then that 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 bodes for a lot of um things. Defenses have rules, um, whether it's zone or whether it's man, you have to be in certain areas. And if he's able to see the field and it's slowing down, that's going to be tough to stop all those moving parts at once. Yeah, here's a uh, uh, BT who who knows Destin. Physical reminded him of Jack Besh. Uh, not a home run type. Keon Coleman is an older Jalen Brown. Keon Coleman's huge. I mean, yeah. I, he is just on. He is a specimen. Uh, six foot four, man. Opelousas. Uh Opelousas, Louisiana. You ever heard of Opelousas, Louisiana? Nah, but it sounds like I can get a really good five dollar plate. Like those are the things that I remember <laughs> about being in New Orleans. Like just cheap, really delicious food. Um, Florida State's offensive line is what? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think they're better. Um, I think we had Dylan, we had Dylan Gibbons, who was a guard, um, who transferred from Notre Dame, who played, gave us two good seasons. But I think when you look at, um, Casey, um, Roddick, you got Keandre Jones, who have, tra who's transferred in, um, they give you bigger, more physical, physically imposing looking bodies, but we'll see where they go. Um, what they do though, is they have, I think it's 270, um, starting uh, like career like starts or something like that amongst the offensive line, which is like the next group, the next closest group is like 50 starts behind them. So they have a lot of experience, um, but we shall see. You got Maurice Smith, who I think if I had to tell you, I mean, he played against you guys, he started. If, we, if I had to pick a weak spot, he would be it because he's really like 285 pounds out there trying to play power five linemen. But he does this thing that a lot of college centers aren't doing very well for whatever reason. He snaps the ball to the quarterback. It gets back there to him consistently. And he and my offensive line coach used to tell guys when they're playing against some studs, hey, man, just get ran over slow. And he, he so he snaps the ball well. He gets ran over slow. And when we run that zone scheme, he's really good because of how quick he is and being able to get in the way. He runs that zone um, pretty well. 
and um, you know, thank the um, thank the the whoever the guy was that paid him like five hundred dollars to sign some autographs. Appreciate you, um, that 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 um, that Joker for paying Mason Smith that little bit of money, so we don't have to see him. Um, that because I think that would have um imposed. He would have definitely needed help, um, in that situation. But I'm sure you know LSU recruits um some of the top guys all the time, so I'm sure there's another um alien or mutant that they have there that we're gonna have to worry about. Yeah, it sucks. Mason's uh one of my favorite players on the team, and when he went down. Oh man, my heart sank, and I I know you guys are going through it with the you know the NCAA with your guy, and obviously with Mason, it's just he's one of our best players. Um, so yeah, I, I hate that. I really, really, really do at the NCAA. Uh, but you know, we move along here to Stephen, our first super chatter of the evening. Uh, two questions here, not just Aaron Anderson, but just in general. How did Florida State defend slot receivers last year? And how was Florida State's coverage units last year? Um, well, the coverage units are pretty good. The um the punter, um, the, our, 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 which is like uh, they're forming this cult. Like um, there's two Aussie punters right now in this game, Utah versus Florida. Everybody's going to Australia to get a, a punter. Um, our punter is pretty good, he can boom it. Um, and he's going to kick it very, very high. Um, hopefully, you guys have stole um, a drill from another Louisiana native in Yak jo- David Yak Johnson with the squirt guns. So I hope they've been squirting the guys in the face while they're trying to catch punts so that you don't muff them. But um, that's kind of been their really, really good thing this past year. Um, John Papuchas has done a really good job on special teams. Um, but in terms of the, how they cover the slot, there's going to be two guys are gonna, you're going to see. There's going to be Jerry and Jones, and there's going to be Greedy Vance. Um, Jerry and Jones is more of your traditional corner, um, something very physical. Sometimes gets because he's is so handsy, gets lazy with his feet. Um, he's been the guy that's taken more risk and gotten beat. Whereas Greedy Vance is really way way more of a technician because because of his slight build. He's a little bit smaller. Um, that's why he's um, a little bit better. But he's gotten picks. Um, he literally single handedly has come in and um, change games with how well he's um, been able to defend receivers. But I think if, you know, that would be if I were in this off those, that would be where I try to attack more um, is in the slot. Paris uh, showing you some love tonight. Paris in Atlanta. This man's talking a lot of trash. Now I think James has been pretty fair, but he says he she, well, Paris, you, you need to go uh, subscribe to his channel. Den media group. Show, Listen, show man. We show a hell of love. It doesn't matter what you talk, what which team you root for. Once I get to three thousand subs, we give away money. So every time we reach a thousand, an increment of a thousand, we give away ten percent. So, okay. uh, except for if we get like to ten thousand, no, if we get like a hundred thousand, I'm not giving one person that much money. We'll break that down. But <laughs> break if down. we get to three thousand, we give away three hundred bucks live on that show, and then we give a second person whatever the amount of likes we have for that show. So we do a live little. Wheel of Fortune type thing. We do a draw. So um, I talk about more than just Florida State. I talk about sports, life in general. So um, big games, BS. And then we have, you know, some a place that you guys may end up. I hope you don't end up there. I just want to say that first and foremost. I am a scout for the Gator Bowl, and we have a Gator Bowl drive to selection show that I do with the Gator Bowl. So there's some stuff. If you want to learn how bowl games are picked, there's a very, it's a very educational channel, and we have a lot of wit, and we talk a lot of shit. So it's cool. Um, I love it. Um, and by the way, I'm a, I'm a 
I am a Louisiana guy. That's the only I've lived in New Jersey, Louisiana, and Florida. Those are the only places that I've ever lived, even if it was yeah. just for half a second. You play, you played uh, Saints training camp, right? Yes, I did. Um, and they told me I wasn't any good. They sent me home, but they but they fed me extremely well. That's yeah. what I do remember. I, I I ate very good. And uh, which Saints coach uh, sent you home again? Oh man. Um, Sean Payton, which is funny because I saw <laughs> Sean and we hung out. I covered the NFL, so I was in the com- I was at the combine. Um, Sean looked at me, and it's amazing these NFL coaches' minds. Like this was almost twenty years ago, and he looked at me, and he remembered me, and he said, "Hey, you know, it just they had there was a couple other fullbacks. You know, the position was dying, or they've been saying that, but all the good teams have fullbacks. But you know, it was cool. I, I have no, it's, it's a long. I, I, I stopped crying a long time ago." It was a great experience. Fullbacks are – we got to keep the dream alive, man. If you want to win th- – think about it this way. I tell people, do you understand the key, the only thing that separated LSU from Florida State in that game? Can you, can you, can you make, take a wild guess? Uh, special teams. You could say that, but FSU, <laughs> FSU gave the ball to the goddamn fullback. And I have a statement. If you want to win – Give the ball to the goddamn fullback. They gave fullback dive DJ Lundy on the one yard line. See, if they would have done it again, it worked before it scored you a touchdown. <laughs> DJ Lundy should have had two touchdowns and been the MVP of that game. But they don't. They don't want to give the guy the, the the workhorses and the battering rams the love that that's proper. But I tell people, if you want to win, that's the secret sauce to success. Uh, before we get into Mike Norvell here. Um... I do want to bring up the topic that I brought up at the beginning of, of your live stream. Who is better, Peter Warwick or Jamar Chase? Say it from your soul. Oh, Peter Warwick, easily. If Peter Warwick was oh, in, in to, if Peter Warwick was come in on. today's game, Peter Warwick would have 2,000 yards receiving. Um, but that being said, said um, I think, again, I, like I said, this Peter Warwick will always be near and dear to my heart. I yeah. probably have a son who will in, in 10 years when he's he's the um the guest. Well, now it'll be longer than that. In 20 years when he's the guest host on on your show, he's going to probably say, yeah, Jamar Chase was better than Peter <laughs> Ward. Because just like he thinks LeBron James is exponentially better than Michael Jordan. Oh, come on. We can't we can't we can't we can't poison yeah. our youth like that. I we tell can't. him nah, he's, I, I tell him I like LeBron, but we're going to still give it to um we're going to still give it to Michael, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. All right. Now, before we get into the next all-time topic, because there was another one you brought up, uh, I do really quickly, and I want to welcome in all our Florida State people watching because James obviously has a huge following. Um, I do want to shout out our new partner here with PHL. Right back after this. PHL Nation. Something I have been waiting to share with you for so long is our partnership with Louisiana Controls Incorporated. They are committed to giving you the absolute best when it comes to commercial refrigeration and HVAC needs. Stick with the professionals that have been doing this for over 40 years and you know this Louisiana weather can get absolutely insane. So call them today 225-924-4900. Let's go. All right. Big shout out to Louisiana Controls. Thank you so much TJ and the crew over there. Once again, the weather's crazy. LouisianaControls.com for all your commercial HVAC needs. All right. Here we go. 
so you you asked me. So I just I just wanted to be known. I didn't just bring it up. I brought up the Peter Warwick, Jamar chasing just to get the chat going, just to get people spiced up. Because obviously I am a massive Peter Warwick fan. I've shared that before LSU ever played Florida State. He'll be at the tailgate, by the way. No, well then now I gotta go. Now yeah, I gotta Pete, go. Pete's I, my guy, man. So I gotta like I always gotta defend my guy Pete. Oh my god! So he is really gonna be there. Oh man. Now yeah. now I regret not going at all now. I mean, I when I remember being so little and you guys won the national championship. And I remember I was like, I want to be like Peter Wark. And I was making shake and bakes in the den. I was at, at a little nerf football. That's uh, that, that that dude's goaded, man. That dude is goaded. Peter freaking Wark. Huh? 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 Uh, let's see. I'm going to take a few more. FSU DBU versus LSU DBU. Oh, that's not even close. That's not even close. You, you, you're going to give me Jalen Ramsey, Derwin James, and that's it. That's all you got. That's Deion it. Sanders. Um, uh, uh, Terrell you don't Buckley. Claim. You don't claim. Look, we don't. But he, he, no, he doesn't claim us. Like that's we know what the videos. We know what the videos say and the things like that. Terrell Buckley, who finished third in the Heisman, um, when when um, when he was done there. I mean, put it like this: in thirty years, Florida State has averaged one DB drafted. So, like nobody else has that. Like now, I can't knock though Honey Badger and, and a lot of these other guys. Like LSU has had Ryan Clark, even though he didn't get drafted, but he played years in the NFL. He played with another teammate of mine, Brian McFadden. Like we put cats in the league that just oh, yeah. played ten years, ten years or more. But there's not a DB that's out there, right? There's not a kid playing DB right now that doesn't pretend to be two. I believe he's number five now. And I forgot what Jersey Derwin wears, but everybody, every safety kid that's growing up as safety wants to be Derwin James. Every kid growing oh, up right man. now that's playing DB wants to be Jalen Ramsey, and all DBs oh, no, want to oh, be no. Deion Sanders. No, so, no, I mean, no. Every every DB wants to be Tyron Matthew. I have, I love Honey Badger. I love everything about him. I have never heard. Again, oh, I'm in oh, Florida. No, I'm in Florida. You work with in my defense. In my defense, I'm in Florida, but in, in in it's tough. But nobody in Florida is saying, "Man, I just got to be I, over over Derwin James." And I'm gonna be honest with you. This is full transparency. Derwin probably hasn't earned the right to be considered as good as he is yet, as much as Tyron Matthew has. But it's just by the perception, I think. But I'll be honest with you. I think LSU right now has done a better as put. Has a better streak currently in the last um in the last five to six years. It, actually, even I'm not d disrespecting anything they've done in the past as well. To be honest with you, Ohio State might be better than both of us currently right now. So at DBU, they keep putting them in. They ain't no good when they get there, yeah, but okay. they keep putting them in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> to be I'm honest with you, say. nobody. Hey, okay, let me let me just check this out. This is how we used to measure things because a lot of these guys um. I always joke with them. I don't know how old they are, but um, I was in a video game once. Okay. There was this thing called um, NCAA. I was actually rated really, really high. Um, and, and you, what, you had 46 speed or 99? I definitely, no, I was 88. 
No, excuse me. No, that's a lie. I was 78. I apologize. I wasn't blazing. You only want me to go one yard, one to two yards. I had a lot of power. Um, Derwin James's Madden rating speaks for itself. So I just want people to realize that he is a 95 um, overall, and Jalen Ramsey's a 99. Um, let's see here. We could Tyron Matt. I'm not even gonna pull up what Honey Badger is now because at one point I know he was higher than what he is. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Like so we're yeah. not disrespect what he is, but we're talking about college right now. Like in in in, in terms of college. I just think those guys were pretty damn good. I actually, there was a kid who went to my high school that played at Alabama, two-time national champion, Ronnie Harrison, got drafted um, to the Browns. He got upset that um, the uh, – yeah, no, excuse me. He might have got – little bro got drafted to the Jags, got traded to the Browns, excuse me. Got upset that Florida State wouldn't recruit him. They had Derwin James committed. They were only bringing in one guy. And no, I told him your story. You won in your story. You got drafted. You won two national championships. Played at Alabama. Played for one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest. And Derwin didn't win anything at Florida State. He just got drafted with top three pick. So I mean, I think it. You know, people just semantics. No, no, no. Derwin's up there. I mean, when he's healthy, he's one of the most versatile DBs. I will say Jalen Ramsey is probably a little underrated how good he's been because you know. I hate to say it because you're a Jacksonville guy and nobody watches the Jaguars. That's why they cheated. I, I still believe I, I, I look, it's just, it's just how it is. I will say this. All right. You being a huge Jaguars guy. All right. The one thing Jaguars and Saints fans have in common is being cheated out of the Super Bowl. Okay. And I do think as big as the Saints cheat job was, we do not make a big enough deal about the Miles Jack play. He was definitely not down. Definitely um, not down. Definitely I will say, covering the Jaguars, this is my eighth year overall in media. Okay. Um, this is my, I've been here since 2007, so that would make me have lived in Jacksonville for, what, this 2000? Longer than I've lived any place in the world. The Jags have sucked most of the, my time here. Right. When I was in media, they sucked. And every it's very difficult to say a team's not going to be good in a creative ways over and over again. Well, 2017 happened, and like it was just the greatest moment in my professional career. Not because I'm a Jags fan. It's just I got, I got to go to work every day and cover an exciting team. Right. With a quarterback that was just an every man's quarterback. Like Blake Bortles sucked, but he was just like, he made you feel like you can go lead your seven on seven um, flat adult flag football team to a championship. So when you saw that Miles Jack thing, it was like, man, we were all trying to book trips to the Super Bowl, and we were just like, oh my god, it's over. And um, last year was similar to that, but obviously they didn't go as far. All right, we'll get a few more in uh, for James. Uh, good to have Bilbo in here. Thanks for all your support. Uh, Bilbo, good to see Rico. Good to have you back, man. I will say, Dion is the gold standard for what kids look up to. I, I, I'll admit, nationally in Louisiana, it is Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson, but kids look up to Dion. Now, uh, 2013 Florida State versus 2019 LSU. You were the one that asked me about it, so the floor is yours. All right. Now, what I want to happen here is I don't want 
the chat to go crazy. I want you to be able to hear James's oh, argument. Oh, oh, oh. No, did they did they pick six? Please, nah, not pick six, but Mertz is a walking. Mertz is gonna get a. I'm sorry, Mertz is gonna get a lot of people drafted, Let's not go. on his team. <laughs> Utah's Utah's defense is not that good, man. They yeah. are not this good. Mertz just. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, my bad. 2013, 2019. I can't even pretend. Oh man. Oh, hold on real quick. I got a surprise for you. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Hello. They see what they do, bro. Hey, uh, what's going on, man? I want you to um, are you you still coming? You coming to the tailgate, right? Yeah, I'm, anything you got, man. I know we had talked about it earlier. I, I, I didn't know what you had going on. But I want you to say, I got a guy right now. Um, what do you? Who do you think is better? I want you. To, this is a, a, a question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jamar Chase, college Jamar Chase, or number nine at Florida State, um, ninety nine. Jamar Chase or me in college? Yes. Come on, man. Stop playing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Last question. Could you tell my, my guy um my, my guy has a show, Power Hour at LSU? Better than Um, can you tell my guy he's a huge fan of yours, man? Can you just uh get just um shout him out? Um I I'm on the show right now. And I was just like, I got to call my guy Pete. Anytime somebody says anything about my guy Pete, I'm like, I got to call him and just see what Pete has to say. But can you just tell him, just tell him what's up, man? Yo, what's up, bro? This is Peter Dub. Man, that's crazy. Yes, that's so cool, man. I idolized him. I really did. I, that was one of my earliest college football memories is uh, watching him versus uh, – Vitek, I mean that's crazy. That's so cool. I appreciate you doing that, James. Peter, what's good, man? Good to see you. Man, look, man, I appreciate it, man. JC, that's my guy, one hundred. All right, man. Well, I'll see you this weekend, bro. That's so cool. Uh, All right, man. That's crazy. I appreciate that. That's cool. (laughs) So, while I got your show, I want people to realize a lot of people are like making these statements about Deion Sanders and like how Florida State. Players don't like Florida State, and I'm here to tell you this complete bullshit. Like one, there is no bigger uh, my Peter Ward, Charlie Ward. It's a for it's and I'm LSU is the same way. When I've got a chance to meet guys, like I've talked to Fournette, I've talked to a lot of other guys. Um, it's a fraternity, man. Like I like I throw a tailgate, and all these guys like are just like JC, whatever you need, we're gonna be there. So like it's like if you're a fan of the um of the school, like. You're gonna see who the who's who of who are at Florida State. So, um, but but yeah, but anyway, like I would love to, like, but I'm gonna tell you this too. Sometimes I said the kids, like somebody put in the chat, my son likes Odell Beckham. Odell yeah. Beckham teaches kids to do things a little bit wrong, like as far as their technique, like to try to catch it with one hand falling <laughs> backwards, but it's cool. And he had the hair thing going when I wish he would focus on playing a little bit more but he is a cool cat though but but my yeah. bad i just wanted you to um that's so get a cool. chance to, to um, holler at that guy real quick that is so cool man like he is obviously you know taking on my lsu bias because obviously every lsu receiver is going to be my favorite but it was him and peerless price i loved in that era those two guys were just so freaking cool to me Fearless cool. Price had the ugliest wide receiver jersey number of, of all time, but man, he could ball. God, I love T Martin in that team. 
Oh, man. Absolutely love it. But now, that was crazy. I did not expect that. Uh, 2013 Florida State versus 2019 LSU. Okay. Now, before everyone, I don't want everyone to trash James. Let him share his case. He just had Peter Warwick on our show. Um, give it. Give us your case. You were the one. You were the one that that brought it up to me. Are you saying that that they would beat 2019 LSU? Um, here's my thought process on it. I don't know. If they would be because the game has changed so much since even in that short amount of time with the spread. But I'll say this when all when you're all 22 gets drafted, like that is a really, really good deep. That's a really good team. Um, that too deep from um 2012 and 2013, you know, obviously that it carries over. Everybody on the two deep got drafted. So, like that is a talented team. They broke records offensively and defensively. They they played hangman. They were beating people so bad that they they were playing games in the middle of games. Um, and I think they would have broke even more records if Jimbo would have been a little bit less merciful and like tried to go ahead and like not pull starters after halftime. But that's not to disrespect. And Utah just scored. That's not to disrespect one of my favorite coaches, um, you know, the, the coach, which I think you guys probably pushed him out a little bit too quick, even though I know he was wilding over there. But I love Eddie O. Eddie O comes to my house to recruit my son. My son's probably going. If it's not Florida State, my son's going to where Eddie O is because I know he told the story he told about Joe Burrow and recruiting him. And he went to some restaurant and asked for crawfish and they didn't have no crawfish. He said, Hey, we're going to take the money and I'm going to get him his crawfish. And I said, Any coach who's willing to do that is all right with me. But, um, but I know LSU's team was really good. And I just think people. Just forget how good 2013 FSU was. I think from your perspective, all right, I I think 2019 LSU on a neutral field versus 2013 Florida State would be favored by seven and a half. I think Ooh. they would be. I think so. I think so. And, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I know a few people that do the odds and all that stuff. I'll go, I'll go get what their power ratings would, 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 would put it at. I I would be very curious to see how they would line that up. I I just don't I just don't I just don't see it. I watched a good bit of that 2013 Florida State. But to be fair, okay, to be fair, I will go back and rewatch full games. I won't just do highlights. I will do that for you, James. Uh and I will uh I I will give it my absolute all. But uh, I think we all agree that we're just happy Utah's beating the crap out of Florida. Yeah. I am. I just want to. I just want to make this statement. Lamarcus right. Joyner was a st- multiple year starter in the NFL. Um, Terrence Brooks made the NFL. Jalen Ramsey, PJ Williams. A lot of guys in this chat would know who that should know who that guy is. Ronald Darby, Terrence Brooks. Like it's not. It, it's and what your strength was your wide receivers. Not saying you didn't have a good running back, but just say your surfers are wide receivers. Them some cats at, at cornerback that they would be that they would have to experience. And that's a lot. That's the again, I just think a lot of people don't really realize just how good that defense was with the Telvin Smith, who the only reason his career got cut short is went a little crazy. Um, love my guy T Smith. And um Terrence Smith played in the NFL as well. Um Demarcus Walker is with the Chicago Bears right now. Mario Edwards is still there. 
to just again, there's no disrespect. Like they're again, it's kind of like this game right now. It'd be a ton of NFL talent on the on on the field um, at that time. So, so okay. Uh, so, so let's do this because obviously I'm going to say 2019 LSU. Let's go to Chance. He's been rock with me for a while. 01 Miami versus 13 FSU. That's I'm not even gonna hold you, man. That's a tough one, man. I think oh well, Miami was one of the best teams ever to ever grace the college football field. Uh oh one Miami's defense alone, if the offense didn't score, they would have went eight and four. I think oh one Miami's I think oh one Miami has the is the greatest is the greatest college football team that I've ever played. Really? Outside of ninety nine the only team I'll say was close is ninety nine Florida State. And the only reason I say that is because how hard it is to go wire to wire with every like you're literally you started off the season at number one and you never faltered. Everybody gave you their best shot. It's one like that's nobody's done it. I mean, I think it's been done a few times since, but it was the first time in the history of college football that that had ever been done. But that oh one Miami man, like you got like multiple Hall of Famers and guys who are probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like Reggie Wayne was on that team. Andre Johnson was on that team. Um, uh, the, the offensive tackle I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Brian McKinney was the offensive tackle on that team. Like to remember an offensive tackle, like that's like when you yeah, know you got really, a really really good team. Um, the only other uh, like the only offensive tackle I think is be- two offensive tackles that I believe are better than Brian McKinney, Walter Jones, and um, I can't think of the guy's name who was at Ohio State who finished fifth in the Heisman Trophy voting. Like that's how good he was. So, um. It's the craziest thing about it is it's they're all great conversations, but unfortunately, the only time we will never be able to see it because a group of people in Ed O'Bannon decided that they wanted to band together and sue the NCAA. And now we don't have this damn video game where we can go at least simulate this mess. Oh, man, I love it. Uh, uh, Before we let you go, uh, we're going to give you a few more here. Thanks for spending so much time with us. Um, once again, if you have a question for James, super chat it on in. We'll go straight to it. Uh, is there anything that you feel from this matchup? We talked about special teams. We talked about offense, talked about defense, broke down how it all matches up. Give it, give me a little insight on Norvell, right? You know, going into this game last year, I, I felt there was far more pressure on him than, than Brian Kelly, right? Um, Simply because, you know, it was BK's first ever game. Mike Norvell hadn't had really, you know, that season like he had last year. Do you feel he's better now that he's had a good season, 10-win season, bowl victory? How do you feel about him as a coach? And how do you feel about, you know, the the, the, the program heading into this LSU game? I think he's a growing coach, uh, whereas Brian Kelly's advantage is how long he's been a head coach. And I think Brian Kelly went through the process. Um, he went from um, Cincinnati, went to Cincinnati, developed Cincinnati, went to Notre Dame, has tremendous experience with a premier program, learning how to manage boosters, learning how to manage expectations and be, and taking them with considerable um, recruiting restrictions to, I believe, two playoff berths and then coming down to LSU. And again, no. So he's seen it all at that point. You can't really put more pressure on him than he's already done. So. 
what I'll say is Mike Norvell is still a young coach. I believe this is year eight for him as a head coach. Four with that, we're at Memphis. This is year four for him at Florida State. So he's experiencing things that he's never experienced. And I think the, the, the best quality he has is he never makes the same mistake twice. So each time he, gain, he gets into an experience, he gains from it. So like when COVID year happened, he, um, you know, he didn't coach against Miami, but he got a chance to see how big that rivalry was. So when he got his opportunity to coach against Miami at home, Florida State ended up winning. So he knew how to manage those expectations. Had never seen how big the Florida State-Florida rivalry was. Got lost when he shouldn't have lost. Came back and won it last year. But his first game, the first big game at Florida State was against Brian Kelly's coach, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And that energy and everything was there. And it's a lot to get caught up into. And I believe he got caught watching the game sometimes. And that happens. I coach high school football. We always say you can't get caught watching the game. When you get caught, like right now, what I'm doing. If I was doing, I, I shouldn't be doing this. If this was my show, they would be killing me in the comments because I'm watching, the, I'm getting caught watching the game. But I think he made those adjustments and didn't do this. But when you saw him get down, like, what is it like when you have expectations? You saw him lose. You saw him get too conservative. I think he got too conservative against LSU. Got cute, got too conservative in the three losses. So what did you see the rest of the season? You saw an explosion of offense. I think they didn't have a game where they didn't score over 30 um, 30 points. They have multiple 45-point games. So that's what we saw with Mike Norvell is the the maturation um, of him as a coach. And each time we're seeing him do new things. And um, I think um, there's other off-the-field things that I can bring up that we've seen with him. But I think he is, just as much as Jordan Travis is, He's the wild card because you don't know what Mike Norvell's tendencies are because Mike Norvell don't know who he is yet because he's still growing as a head coach. And while that could be considered a bad thing, I also think it's a good thing. There you go. Den Media Group. Now, uh, if you really want to support all our guests on PHL, it's honestly just – Pretty simple. I always say this. I'll never, hopefully, knock on wood. I honestly, James, I've never had a bad guest on here. And obviously, this is your second time on here. So congrats. You, you're on the two-time club, man. So this is where you can follow James, big game, James underscore 36. You can see his Jaguars. If you want to keep the fullback movement alive, please go give him a follow. Obviously, really cool. I never thought Peter Warwick would be on my LSU channel, but there you go. Um, get info on uh, his party he's throwing the day of the game and he's got parking all that stuff so shoot him a DM on Twitter he's very responsive very kind um, and follow him on YouTube Din Media Group I appreciate your friendship man one day we'll actually get to meet yeah hopefully and, it'll be in New Orleans in the, um, in the college football playoff man rematch man uh, one thing I want to say and I, we said this on Mark Rogers show after yeah. you, you had to leave is um one I'm you'll I, I talk trash but after this game I'll probably won't think about LSU again outside of in friendly which yeah, you got yeah. beaten Florida and stuff like that no matter what happens on Sunday night that game and you guys proved it it does not define your season right like it's it's a big matchup game people shy away from these but you still have if Florida State loses or if LSU loses you still have the opportunity to be um competitive in every game that you have left moving forward and there is a realistic chance that both could meet each other 
um, in the college football playoff if things pan out um, in the manner in which they are. Um, you know, I have nothing but um, extreme respect for LSU. One of my good friends, um, an offensive lineman, played for you guys, Brian Johnson from Tallahassee, Florida. I okay. um, was on that, um, I believe, the 03 National Championship team. And we had a bet. I said, why are you going to LSU? Like, LSU ain't been ever been – LSU ain't never been good, man. Like, why are you going there? He's like, I, and our bet was, I bet we win a national championship before you win a national championship. And I said, cool. We ain't had no money. We both broke boys and we were in college. <laughs> So I, I said, even though I'm a big guy, he's a lot bigger. I said, what you got to do is if you win, you got to wear my warm-up on LSU's campus. So I'm thinking a 2XL warm-up on a guy who's probably an easy 4XL guy is going to be freaking hilarious. Well, you know what happened in you guys' story. So you guys won, and I'm wearing this overly baggy <laughs> purple and gold sweatsuit for a whole week. Um, on it's campus at Florida State um, because he won. And um, it was, um, like I said, I was um, proud of him. I have, like I said, there's no if, – if I told you we had beef, it would be manufactured. Um, so I hope yeah. fans have a great time. Please come check out the tailgate. If nothing else, if you see me, just say what's up. As long as you're cordial, I meet people uh, I meet people with the same energy. I'd be happy to see you if you're happy to see me. James, appreciate your friendship, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have you on again later this season. Just a chat. Why not? We'll talk soon, Sounds man. Good. All right, brother. All right, bud. Y'all go show him some love on Twitter. Big Game James takes a lot for a Florida Stater to um, watch while the Gators are getting burned down to the crisp. Now, if you follow Power Hour SEC, my SEC channel, you saw the video I released yesterday. Take freaking Utah minus four. I like it better at minus four than minus nine because I thought Florida was going to come out and look terrible. I did so much studying on this, and it concerns me as an LSU fan. Teams struggle from the SEC when they have to play an early, brutal road game. Utah hadn't really played all that well, right, for those that have actually watched the game. And once again, if you want to see the video, I'll go look it up for you and show it to you down below. It was part of our Kentucky 40-minute video. Now, what's very interesting, and I'm actually going to give Florida credit here, all right? Florida did not need to schedule Utah. Kentucky doesn't schedule anybody. And Florida has to play Florida State at the end of every season. So because they play Florida State at the end of every season, they do not have to schedule Utah. But they still do. And it's silly, but it's admirable because – you're playing someone very difficult. You don't need to. The smarter thing to do is just schedule freaking uh, Bowling Green or someone like that. And this tonight is why so many SEC teams are a bunch of wimps, right? They don't want anything to do with this. They don't. They don't. LD88, I'll never have a bad – I'm telling you, I'm very particular who I have on here, man, because I want the energy to be great no matter who they're a fan of. Uh, yeah, they still do. You want me to come to your tailgate? When's your tailgate? Are you doing one for the Florida State game? What's the, what's the deal? Now, we are doing a PHO get-together, okay? The game, Eastern time, kicks off at 7.30. Now, let me, a gazillion times over, Make sure that this game kicks off 
at 7.30. All right. It kicks off at 7.30 Eastern. All right. So at around 5.45, I'm going to show you right now the location of where a few PHLers. It's not going to be anything big. I know some of you just want to meet uh, for the first time because you see each other in the chat. I picked out this location. Hopefully, it is uh, a good one. It's right next to the All stadium. right, y'all. This is uh, where I think the best place to meet up. There's Church Street. Uh, you obviously got this big stadium right here, but I think on the backside right here, Church Street is the best place to go. And there's this big lake right here. And I'm sure there's a way you could, we could like just drop a pin. And there you go. There's like, let me see. How do you get to the uh, street street view let's see there we go so like there's this um there's like these chairs like right here on church street and there might be like vendors and stuff like that set up like right around here but still i think this would actually be uh it's going to be crowded in this spot but i think this is the easiest spot for everyone to find. It's right next to the stadium. And, uh, and yeah, I think this is pretty cool. It got a nice scenic background right here, too. And you could just... And there you go. It's right next to the stadium. So, we have, like, a little group chat if you want to meet. I know Jared's going to be there. Pretty sure Danny Girl's going to be there. Carvis and a few others. And, um, and yeah, just let me know. It's not going to be anything crazy. We'll do other meetups and i won't be there i want it to be clear I, w I will not be able to be there but i know some of you wanted to hang out a little bit before the game and uh look you guys could potentially meet up at halftime in a section and y'all join the halftime show you can do that yeah it looks sketch huh 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 yeah right next to the stadium so sketchy that's right joseph two years in a row man as you guys know, we got great guests on here. We have, we have Blake on here all the time, obviously, and Van and and uh, Slade Roy. You know, I I want a guest to have that good energy. And now, I mean, Peter Warwick. <laughs> Peter Warwick has been a guest on PHL. Now, I did not think that that would be the first legendary wide receiver. We've had a lot of running backs, a lot of running backs on PHL. We've had pass rushers, deep snappers. I don't think we've ever had a wide receiver on here. I don't think we've ever had a legendary wide receiver. So we need to work on that. We need to get someone. In the, the Pantheon. I would love Terrence Tolliver. Hell, I'll take James Wright. I'll take Quantavius Leslie. I'll take anybody. Oh, it's section 204. So, so Cole is showing up for, for the pregame. So, Cole, if you want to get in the group chat, you can send me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. Oh, no, Zach, thank you. Corrected me. Yes, Duray has been a guest. And what's funny about it is, like, I even referenced him earlier in the video today. But he was never a live stream guest. 
And obviously, Jack Besh has been a guest as well. So I totally lied. We've had two wide receivers on here. Jack Besh has obviously been a live stream guest, and I love Jack. Jack took some photos with some PHLers not too long ago. Uh, one of our PHLers was in PHL gear and uh, took a photo, and Jack's mom is is still very complimentary. Um, but I was more so talking about a former uh, LSU wide receiver, like a legend, legend wide receiver. Obviously, we had Justin Vincent and uh, Jeremy Hill on. We had Jeremy on a lot. Um, we we've never had a retire like a a wide receiver who is well on his way, whether whether in the NFL or past their career. Angelo, man, that's what people want. They just want the laugh. That's it. But yes, Jure is definitely a legend to me. So Jure, Jack, um, obviously Patrick Queen's been on. So I'm talking about players that careers are over. Yeah, Cole, uh, just hit me up, man. Big Game James, hit him up on Twitter. I wish I was going. I was going, I would have found a way to do something with it. But yeah, Bilbo, you didn't give me any info on the tailgate. Now, I know this live stream was definitely different than our normal ones. I wanted to have, obviously, for a big game, uh, big game James on. So what I want to do is open things up for you guys. Obviously, I did a film study earlier today. The, uh, the thumbnail got some Florida State fans a little mad. Is Jared Verse just a little overrated? A little overrated. And I said yes. I still think he's great. But he is overrated in the sense that he is not the best defensive player on their team. Like we discussed, the first guy we talked about on this live stream is Fabian Lovett. Fabian Lovett is the straw that stirs the drink. He is so freaking good at football. And he reminds me so much of some of the great LSU defensive tackles that we've seen. Okay. Um, Reminds me a lot of Kyle Williams. Honestly, he's he's just got stone for hands, man. So he is so good. And if you look at how bad their defense was when he wasn't healthy and he wasn't in there, it is amazing, right? Um, and we have I, I am very worried about blocking him. We've got to move him. We've got to get our inside zone game going. We have got to buckle up our chin straps and say, look. Let's move some people. And there was a piece of me. There is a guy that I think on LSU's team that would do really well versus him. It's just he's playing offensive tackle. It's Emory Jones. When Emory Jones eventually moves to guard, he will become one of the best guards you've ever seen in LSU. I think he is so freaking good. I, I really, really, really do. And right now he's playing tackle. He's a very good tackle. But when he eventually moves to guard, you're you're looking at a five, six-time pro bowler in the NFL. I really do think when Emory Jones gets to guard, he's going to mow people down. Okay? Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, we, we cannot let Florida State just sit in those light boxes. We, we've got to punish them. We have got to punish them. All right. What is the score now? 24 to 3. Now nah, they're going to call holding right there. Um. Yeah, I hate being right. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when you look at so much data every single time, and you see that SEC teams on the road early, it's hard to play well. That's why I'm very scared of predicting a shootout. I've seen Florida State fans saying the media is disrespecting them pretty heavily. I haven't personally seen that, but I could be missing it. Have you seen that? Okay. So let me – and welcome to the channel, uh, Slimp. Good to see you. All right. Let me share something about when people say the media. All right. That could be just one person. All right, so for instance, TJ, one of the biggest college football YouTubers, his name is Matty B. Great. That's his name. Now, I didn't watch his video, but I saw the thumbnail, and it he said LSU will throttle Florida State. Jared, thank you for the, uh, the super chat. I appreciate it. LSU will throttle Florida State. Is Maddie B. great the media? In theory, yeah, YouTube is a media source. But that one Florida State fan could say, hey, he's disrespecting us, which he is. I don't think we're going to throttle them. Throttling them means like you are beating the bejesus out of them, okay? I don't think that. Obviously, I would love it. That would immediately put us number one in the country, or it should. Um. But throttle is a strong word. So, TJ, if you're a Florida State fan and you're delusional, you're going to be like, okay, they're disrespecting us. Um, The line is two and a half. I don't think anyone has said that that's a bad line. I think it's gone down to two. Um, So, yeah, it could be anyone saying they're disrespecting us. They're not believing in us. They don't look at us as equals. But no one's disrespecting Florida State. I have honestly probably lost viewers this week because I've been so complimentary of Florida State. Okay? That's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. Because I would prefer to be honest with you instead of placating to you. Now, I've always said this. I'm a fan, so sometimes that does creep in for whatever reason. But, you know, earlier today, in a film study that we released, TJ, I shared some clips of Florida State's defensive line mauling us, mauling current players that are still on the team. I didn't like to put it in there. Uh, but I put it in there because it told the story of the game, right? And sometimes those plays uh, tell a story. So. You know, like, 
I, I think for the most part, Florida State has been given a ton of respect, as they should. Brian Kelly's given them a ton of respect. I think Jaden Daniels gave them the most respect, saying how much film he's watched of the game last year. Okay. Now, let's go to Zach Super Chat. Would you say Omar is better than Baskerville? It's a very good question. Is Omar Spates better than Baskerville? I think the answer most of us would say is unequivocally yes, right? Micah Baskerville was, you know, a longtime backup and kind of Swiss Army knife, you know, special teamer. Omar Spate was an all Pac-12 um, performer, and he was really good. He was great in space, and he's played more. He started four years, obviously, at Oregon State, who has been a decent program under Jonathan Smith. And, you know, I think most people would say unequivocally yes. And, Zach, I would say he is better. However, I will say Micah Baskerville will be one of these players, kind of like a Ryan Baker, kind of like some of these linebackers that are just – that were good players. You wouldn't never consider them to be elite players. They would have some elite performances, but you would never consider them to be just like elite, elite guys. And I think Omar Spates obviously has higher upside. I think he's a better player. But, you know, let, let's see how Omar plays in this first game. I do think, let's just say Harold Perkins and Omar Spates struggle. If there is a position that I would be forgiving of going up against Florida State, it would be pretty much everybody on the back seven for two reasons. Number one, Florida State's receivers, we won't see anybody like that. We just won't. Unless we play Ohio State, we won't see a set of receivers better. And that honestly just look like those guys. Those guys are six foot one, six foot seven, the other six foot four. Okay, we're not going to see any wide receivers like that. You know, not many teams have a one six four guy. They have two. They got a tight end who's six five too. So uh, I'm going to be very forgiving of the defensive backs because we won't play another quarterback that throws better than Jordan Travis all year. And I would be forgiving of the linebackers because we won't play a team that runs counter and counter schemes are brutal on linebackers, brutal because you have to stay disciplined. It's a lot of dirty work. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, you can't really just fly around. You got to be really disciplined. Um, So I think, you know, for me, Zach, uh, I, I would say Omar's better. But at the same time, I think it's a little bit closer than people think. Baskerville, higher PFF grade, tougher opponents. Okay. Jared says with this super chat, he doesn't want honesty. Tell me LSU will blow them out. Now, on Tuesday night's live stream, or was it Wednesday night? I don't remember. I did get a super chat, a pretty hefty one, to give an unhinged rant as to why LSU will win by 50. Okay. And I'll clip it and share it tomorrow on social media. How about that? <laughs> Forget all this even and balanced stuff. LSU by 50. Yeah, they also got Kyle Morlock, a six foot seven tight. I mean, there's just so that is that might be the biggest skill room I've ever seen. 
Like six seven. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Uh, Greg Penn is not a safety. It's um, Major Burns and um, Greg Brooks. Both of their names are Greg. Stability of the coaching staff. You're right about that, Sibley. And both teams have really good stability on their coaching staffs. They return their OCs and DCs, and they return their special teams coach who – Kind of sort of got started at LSU, John Papuchas. And uh, there's so much Louisiana flavor on there. Um, Mason Smith's, you know, childhood friend, Ja'Kai Douglas, he won't play in this game, is uh, their starting slot receiver. Obviously, Keon Coleman and uh, Destin Hill. And their special teams coach, obviously, coach at LSU. And then, of course, uh, Gabe Fertitta, who was a coach at Catholic High, is um, – a coach at um, is is a coach at uh, Florida State. He's an analyst. And I hope you're right, Van. I hope. I really, really, really do. Rico, who's an LSU fan, thinks FSU is going to win. Crazy. We we've actually had a lot. Pegasus. We had a who was it earlier this week? It was a Roy Kent. Fozzie. Real threat, Johnny Wilson. Shout out Chadwick Bozeman. And all. Howard Bisons. We have a lot of Howard Bisons here on PHL. Yeah, Chadwick went to Howard. Yeah, of course. And named the College of Fine Arts after him. We got a ton of Bisons in here. Now, here's what you're going to do. See, I didn't do a giveaway tonight. Oh, I got the wrong thing pulled up. Let's take a look at the poll question. Uh, Jordan Travis scares you more than Jared Verse. Very interesting. I agree. Totally agree. Oh. Oh well. That's crazy. I'm such an idiot. Bruce says, I like to see a two QB system like we did versus Purdue. 
Hmm. A two QB system. Uh, you know, whenever I get you know, these kinds of questions that are, you know, outside the box thinking, I never just shoot them down unless it's something like just crazy. Right. Um, two QB system. Like you did versus Purdue. I'm going to give you a lot of reasons why that's not a great idea. Now, I know what a lot of you are going to say. Well, last time we were in Orlando, it worked pretty well. And it worked pretty well versus Georgia. And Garrett Nussmeyer does get the ball vertically down the field. Okay. So let me give you some numbers here. Gary Nussmeyer is obviously very experienced. This is year four for him. Okay. So, uh, actually, it's year three for him. And obviously, he is in a spot to be the starter in year four of his actual career. Okay. I think at this point in in Gary Nussmeyer's development, this would not be the game you would want him to play really at all. Now, it doesn't mean he couldn't be successful versus Florida State. And there is a benefit of a team preparing for Jaden Daniels only. And then, boom, Garrett Nussmeyer is a completely different quarterback plays. But the way Florida State plays, you want somebody that's a dual-threat quarterback because – the reason is they play with two hand-in-the-dirt defensive ends. They play a traditional four-man front. Now, sometimes they'll line up in a two-point verse and, and Peyton. But you look at the four teams that really hurt Florida State's defense last year. It was Clemson. It was Florida. It was Louisville. And it was Oklahoma. All right, what do all four of those teams have in common? Two of those quarterbacks have really, really, really elite running ability. It was Cunningham and um, AR. And then obviously Gabriel for Oklahoma and Uyelangale of Clemson could both run fine. They're not elite runners, but they're good runners. And that adds an extra dimension versus a team that can get very physical in the trenches. The, the next thing I would bring up is – Jaden played really well versus Florida State, okay? And we want him out there. So I I don't think – I want to see Garrett play a lot versus Grambling, just not this week. Okay? Let's go to William T. Thanks for the super chat earlier, man. Um, can Perkins buy Travis? Absolutely. There is nothing like – Harold Perkins as a spy, man. He closes down crazy. Close down speed is just amazing. Now, can he handle the cutback? That's a big issue. 
All right. This is a really, really, really difficult game to be playing your first as an off ball linebacker. Okay. Um, it's especially with how LSU played the, um, the, the, the counter last year with uh, they chose to spill or wrong arm the counter. You, you, you've got to do your role. You can't just run towards a line of scrimmage and, and think you can, you know, chase it down because they'll, they'll just wash you out of the play. So, you know, if you're Harold Perkins, when your first year was pretty much you, let's get downhill as quickly as we possibly can. There are plays in this game where you're, you're going to have to play a little bit more on your heels, right? And I think he's definitely up to the task. And I think he is going to be a great off-ball linebacker. Um, I, I I just think, though, uh, we want to get them in third and long where we have Harold Perkins as a QB spy with their three-man rush and get exotic out of it. You know, Greg Brooks had a pretty good game as a blitzer uh, last year in this game, and hopefully it will get more plays made. And also, I love William's photo with everybody in the PHL merch. Let's go to here. Will LSU double-team any particular receiver? Everybody welcome Fatal Jedi 2672 and all our Florida State uh, fans here. I just hate that you are the fan of the losing team on Sunday. I wish I were fans of the winning team. Then we can all get along. But once again, Florida is getting destroyed by Utah. Huh? <laughs> Don't forget, get your PHO merch powerhourlsu.com slash shop. But I do love the name Fatal Jedi. All right. Will we double team any particular receiver? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Here's what I'll say. One thing I think Florida State did a really good job of watching them all this week is Mike Norvell is really good. And, if you know, we're talking about 2019 LSU. They did a good job of this as well. They did a good job when they got into empty, which is, you know, no personal protectors. They would get exotic on who lined up where. So, where wide receivers were normally line up, they would put tight ends out there, running backs out there, and that helps the quarterback determine what type of defense you're in, right? Because if you have a tight end all the way to the sideline and the linebacker follows him all the way out there, it's probably going to be man. If he doesn't, it's probably going to be zone, more than likely. And, you know, I I think uh, they're going to do a lot of that. I I think – you could see Florida State run a little bit more empty uh, than you would think uh, because obviously LSU is going to go into this game thinking counter, 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 counter. And obviously Mike Norvell is, has probably one of the most diverse offensive schemes that you're going to see. They do a lot of different things. I will say this. It is a complex offense, if you ask me. That's not a bad thing. If you had the dudes to run it, you can run it. Um, yeah, the offense is like very, very, very complex. But if everyone knows what they're doing, and and you have a quarterback uh, to who who can, you know, take care of business, you're, you're going to be in a really good spot. So, you know, as far as double teaming any particular receivers, I think LSU will play a lot of too high, and if we do. 
that's where we're going to have some issues. Okay. I don't want to stay in too high, but if they do hit some shots over the top, we might have to and just live with the results. That's true, Dante. And something else he did is they would put, once again, now this is going to sound like a broken record, but I like having some of my better receivers play the slot. Okay. Um, Especially in college, because college quarterbacks have a tendency to avoid the middle and if Malik is in the slot, that makes Jaden feel more comfortable to throw over the middle. I saw Johnny Wilson in the slot some. I don't think that's his best role, but it gives you uh, some matchup advantages. So, so yeah, it's it's very interesting. All right, William. We'll see you over the weekend. Now, good question. And if your name is Fatal Jedi, what if I gave the keys to the game and LSU was watching this and they did exactly what I said? And we beat you by 50. Since your name is Fatal Jedi, I should worry about my safety. Right? <laughs> With a name like Fatal Jedi. It's going to be like, well, they were listening to that guy. And they did all of it. And they won. Okay, Florida scored. There we go. My final score prediction was 28 to 17. So I need two safeties and a tutty. God, that was a great catch. There you go, single digit. Let's go. Oh, yes, the go for two here. I'd probably go for two the um, the next time around, but I, I, I get it. Got it. You should definitely go for two if you're on the road, though. I would have done it for the next touchdown if there is another touchdown. But, yeah. Yeah, I miss he missed a tackle and Wilson, I think, housed it. We're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about that. Now, here's what you're gonna do. By the way, show some love to our friends at Louisiana Controls. Okay, special shout out to TJ. He was the one that hooked it up. Louisiana Controls. All year long. And if you have a business, anything you want to share with the masses, 
feel free to hit me up at Power Hour LSU on Twitter or Instagram. PowerHourLSU at gmail.com is where you can get in touch with me. And um, and we could set it up, man. We could set it up. I'll send you the rates and, and all that stuff. That's all I do. I bring I bring the honesty, man. I will say this doesn't really shock me because I dealt with this last year. We had a lot of Florida State fans eventually show up to our PHL get together at Stumpy's. But I am I I was a little shocked at how diehard Florida State fans were. Um and the only reason I felt that way is because I think one fan base that got a little too much credit was Miami's. And Miami, because Miami had so much success, everyone thought they just had like the absolute largest fan base, and they don't. Now, Miami, those teams have a lot of like neutral fans that thought they were really cool. Sean Taylor with the visor, I mean, come on. But, you know, for me, I just, you know, you, I'm I'm just not really uh I'm just I, I was just shocked. I was like, oh I the Florida State's like that. Florida State is like that. I will say this, I don't want Florida State in the SEC. Oh, that's cool, man. Hit me up. Tell me uh, what his name was at Power Hour LSU on Twitter or Instagram. Hit me up. I'd love to know who it was. I might know him or her or as your godson. I might know him. Holly Rowe. Go. So are the game have the games been shorter? I didn't really watch a whole lot of week zero.
Dear Lord. Why is... God bless you, Florida. So number 99 is Cameron Jackson. He's from Haynesville, Louisiana. It's a North Louisiana school. And he was committed to LSU. And somehow, somebody didn't actually make it to LSU. He ended up going to Memphis. And now he's with Florida. What do I like to drink? So I don't really drink a whole lot. Um, but I'm a fruity drink guy. Not really much of like a bourbon whiskey. It's not really my jam. I used to be a Crown and Coke guy. But yeah, my favorite thing though, Bilbo. Shout out to Zippies. But not just Zippies, but most places, I like a good frozen daiquiri. That's probably my favorite thing to drink. Frozen dag. Now, uh, we'll touch on this really quickly. Do I think Wardell Mack is watching? I mean, probably. Uh, you know, best of luck to him. I get wanting to leave the state. I understand it. But I also don't get it, <laughs> right? It's... It's one of those things where, like, I've talked to some people that have left the state. I've talked to some of the parents that left the state. Sometimes kids just want to change the scenery and get out of Baton Rouge and in Louisiana. Totally get it, right? My thing is, though, of course, in the very first play of the game with a backup quarterback, there's a coverage bust. <laughs> Who's Florida's defensive back coach? You know, uh, still though, I get it. Florida school, they've had good DBs. Whatever. I do want to bring up, and this is kind of crazy how quiet all this has gone down. Is um, the big commitment tomorrow? Dominic McKinley, unless he pushed it back. You know, one of my favorite things about actual games is I don't have to hear about recruiting all the time. Now, when you're a content creator, you kind of sort of have to do uh, recruiting content. Um. You just do. But I do remember, I know Bilbo's in here. He's a big T-Bob guy. So my actual graphics person sent this to me today. And I'll send it to you. She, her name's Annie. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. Oh, did Utah just miss a field goal? Oh, snap. So, a friend of Annie sent me this today. This was the first ever show T-Bob and I ever did together. 
we did a show called the Tiger Tackle Football Podcast. And we um we made a vow. We were not gonna talk any recruiting. And we didn't. We said, hey, recruiting's not our favorite thing. We understand it's a necessary thing that you gotta cover. I've always, always, always found it so crazy that recruiting coverage far outproduces everything else other than games or coaching searches. And even then, recruiting videos could absolutely murder. I don't know why. Sometimes I feel like it's the way fans talk about recruiting coverage is like the lowest common denominator kind of stuff. Uh, Truth be told, I hate it. <laughs> I do. Like the 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 constant I don't hate doing the videos. I don't hate talking to the occasional prospect. I don't hate that. It's just everything that comes along with it. Okay. So Dominic McKinley's gonna make a choice tomorrow. Hopefully it's LSU. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. But what I would tell you is at this point, don't be sad about it. Not only do we have actual football, we got high school football going on. So don't fret it. I understand. LSU could really, really use a defensive tackle. So, yeah, he's going to commit tomorrow. It may not be LSU. I hope it is. Doesn't mean he's going to sign at whatever school he's going to pick. What you don't want is him picking an SEC school, and he likely will be picking an SEC school. So, there you go. Florida not loving my minus four play here I got a few no followers tonight. You have to admit, James is so cool. James is so cool. James sounds like somebody that I would love to party with. If y'all missed this video, I've got to play it again. Okay. I promise y'all be back right after this, but it's so, so, so. Oh, that's a, that's a run. Oh, that's a true freshman. That kid's got wheels. Show them in the camera. Huh? I never meant to a black cookout, but this shit is like life changing, bro. I'm telling you. Oh, 
I didn't listen to the radio show. Did he say that? Let me see. I honestly think he was Brian Kelly does a lot of a lot of these um he does a lot of these kind of like ironic kind of quotes. Says like, uh, yeah, we're gonna beat the heck out of him. I honestly think that's what it was. I don't think he came out and just said we're gonna beat the bejesus out of us. I could maybe find a clip. I don't know. All right, this is it for Florida. What would it be? That okay, so it'd be eighteen, so they can't cover. They'd have to win the game to cover. Fourth and three. There you go. Nebraska 10 to 3 over Minnesota. So one of the sharpest plays of the night was Tulsa was Arkansas Pine Bluff covering versus Tulsa and the score is 35 to 7 with like 4 minutes left to go in the fourth. Dang Missouri South Dakota hanging with Missouri. Scores twenty eight to ten. Now they're up. Now they took they took the foot off the gas pedal. It was twenty eight to three at halftime. I'm telling you, you should always take because Missouri. What what team? What coaches do when they play these week week one teams? They'll they don't want to give too much away of the playbook in the second half. So Ricky Pearsall, the guy that uh, merged just over through, was a receiver with Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. It's crazy. I, I think Jaden does keep up with all his former receivers. I know uh, him and Brandon Ayuk are still friends. Oh, they brought the heat. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, dude, he's hurt. There's nothing quite like a helmet in your elbow. Florida might have to call timeout. 
Yeah, you got to call timeout now. Yeah. But he did, Donovan, to your Super 10. He did say that. Dude, there's nothing like a helmet. Okay, good. The helmet didn't actually hit his elbow. So can someone can someone answer this for me? Rome, did I F your super chat? I'm I'm never gonna F your super chat, bro. Rome, I owe you the Skyler Maze Black Finite one of one. Who is the first freshman to play Sunday? It's a great question. Probably Toviano. Uh Pimpton will, will get a snap or two for sure. Caleb Jackson will get a snap or two. Um, and a Mac Markway, if he's healthy, which he is, is going to play. And we don't know what the full special teams units are going to look like just yet. You could obviously see some specialists. So, yeah, Rum, I'll owe you a Black Finite one of one. Scholar Maze. That is true. Caleb Jackson will technically be the first freshman to play because he'll be returning kicks. But the truth is we are going to win the toss and defer. Speak of the devil. We defer. Um, so not including special teams, I think Womack will, will, will see something. Um, at some point, but yes, I, I, I expect Toviano to be in the rotation immediately. I think Ashton Stamps could obviously play. And, you know, I don't think Lance Hurd will play. I hope he doesn't, because that means our first team offensive line is getting the job done. So obviously, you know, I'm doing this. It's kind of tough to, you know, keep up with protection and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, so Grant, the, the Napier offense is not the most QB-friendly offense that's out there. So... It is a good offense, um, but it's tough. Let's see. So fourth and 14 here. Uh, let's see how they protect it here. So they max protect it. All right. I'm down with that. And all the DBs are playing about seven, eight yards off. So, yeah, they're going to bring pressure, which is what I would do too. Oh, man. Man. Mm. They decided to run a screen. God, dude, I wish y'all could see the comments. Actually, I'll pull them up here.
What's up? Okay. So, do you think I would uh, type Y for yes, type in for no? Do you think I would ever lead you astray, Grant, or any one of you? Look at this. I posted this on Twitter. Florida still gets blasted by Utah without Cam Rising. Utah, minus four, under 44. Bling, bling. Okay? It is my job to help you become a smarter football fan. So look at what Santino says. He says, I'm bookmarking this for after the game. He said, shout out my picks if you're wrong and I'm right. Deal? Well, the truth is, Santino, your picks freaking suck, bro. They suck. At Halligator says, what a moron. Who is this actor? from planes, trains, and automobiles. And then look, Cameron says, live look at Carter. Little did Cameron know that this is one of my favorite comedians of all time, Brian Regan, who is a millionaire many times over. You've been dragged by Gator Twitter. You have been found by Gator Twitter. Better hope you're right or you're going to get dragged. And of course, I got to tweet out one of the greatest actresses of all time. Gabby Union, baby. You have to admit, bring it on. All-time great movie. Then here is a guy named Whisk Cheese. Here is, you better pray you right, or you might not want to log in for a week or so. Here is Chase Wright. I think if each of your followers pitched in a dollar, then you could buy a $10 stand to hold your phone up while you blather nonsensical drivel. Well, congratulations, Chase. Nice headshot, bro. <laughs> Regan play college football. Let's go. Nonsensical drivel. Chase says nonsensical drivel. What he doesn't know is I have a wonderful setup. I have a $2,000 camera. I use a webcam, though, because audio is better. But for my other videos, I use a fancy cam. Nonsensical drivel is what he said.
I just do what the data tells me to do. All right. Let's check in on these guys. All right. Nonsensical drivel. All right. Go here. Lol monkey official. You're proud. What's up? You're back here, though. Come on. Just do that. Blood is about to get surprised by the Gators. Go Gators. I made a mistake. I said Britton Covey was on the team last year when he wasn't. Nice source from a guy who thinks Covey was on the team last year. We'll see. Go Gators. I'm out. He's on Florida. Oh, says an LSU fan. XCJC is Joe. Wait, I'm an LSU fan? The same LSU team that's beaten you guys four consecutive years? Their starting QB is out, and you're picking Utah to beat Florida by 11. I'm not saying the Gators will win, but I highly doubt they'll lose by that much. Go Gators, go. You're overthinking it. How do you like the Utes more without one of the best QBs in college football? Like I stated in the video, you're overrating Cam Rising. Cam Rising is a very good quarterback. But the truth is, Graham Mertz is your quarterback. And it's the first game of the season. Florida wins 27-17. to 17. Florida has a better team and defense. Is that okay if I stun it on him just for a little bit? I know that was just my ego. I know that was just my ego. That was just me beating the ego. Yes, I said Utes. Why do you think the Florida fans are after me? But can you believe someone decided to nonsensical drivel me and say, oh, you don't have a tripod. I got 50 of them. I got a tripod for my speakers right here. For DJ. I, got, I got too many tripods. But they just can't handle that Florida is mid. You're mid, bro. And here's the thing, Florida fans. If you're watching this right now, the issue is if we get beat on Sunday and you want to victory lap me, guess what you're doing? You're celebrating your arch-freaking rival. So Florida is just taking L's after L's after L's. I can't believe I got nonsensical driveled. I got nonsensical driveled. I predicted almost a score to a T. To a T. What's the score of the other game? Did Nebraska win 10 to 3 tonight? Please tell me they won 10 to 3. 
Oh, it's 10 to 10. Let's pull it up, baby. This season is back. Let's go. Do they not want to mess with me? Do they not want to mess with me? I will say this. Okay. The absolute coolest freaking thing I've seen in sports this year. Okay. Definitely top five coolest things I've seen in sports this year. No doubt in my mind was that Nebraska volleyball game last night. Are you freaking kidding me? 90,000 people. Okay. Now, obviously, we have got to have something for our women's basketball team. And it kind of sucks, you know, like if the if the Nebraska volleyball team had did that last year, I think we could have done that for women's basketball. But I want your honest opinion, y'all. I want y'all to give it to me. Shoot me straight. Give it to me straight up right now. Do you think we could sell out Tiger Stadium for a women's basketball game? Let me know. Let me know. Do you think we could? Let's go to Zach. Come on, Nebraska. Are you comfortable with Deuce at nickel and Greg Brooks and Major at safety or Greg Brooks down at nickel and Major and Andre Sam at safety? It's a very good question. All right. So let me give you my honest thoughts on this, Zach. I think Sage Ryan's going to play a lot more than we probably think. I know he's been very hurt and banged up, but he's not really been on any of these injury reports. Um, and I know it doesn't excite a whole lot of people. Well, I don't want Sage Ryan. No, we definitely don't want that. I, I'm fine with Sage. He had a decent game versus Florida State last year. Um You know, Deuce at nickel. I think Deuce is going to be an outside guy. I do. I think you would see Deuce on the outside and Sage on the inside by then. Okay. Now, what I think Zach could happen is Andre Sam actually play the nickel. At Marshall, he was kind of a box guy anyway. He wasn't really a true deep safety. And, you know, there's really not a whole lot of, like, 
true deep safeties on our team. Like Greg Brooks is probably better served as like the strong safety, like nickel type. Major Burns is probably a little bit more of a true free safety. We honestly don't have one on this team, right? Like, you know, last year, like Jared could play if we needed. Jay Ward could play it if we needed it. And it worked out really well for us. It really did. So I, what I think, Zach, just to give you, um, you know, how I feel the secondary is going to play out, I think it's going to be Deuce and Zion on the outside. I think it's going to be Sage at nickel to start. And then I think your safeties will be Greg Brooks and Major Burns. I think Andre Sam could, in theory, play all three of the roles. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I could see it. If we told the fan base it was for a record for highest attended women's sporting event ever, we'd put 102K in the stands. I think so. I think so. I, I believe I believe we would. Especially if we won the national championship this next season. I do think we are underrating, like, the fact that Nebraska just sucks. Like, they, they are no good in pretty much any sport. Maybe they're good in wrestling. I don't know. Basketball programs, nothing. Okay? Football program, nothing. Okay? So, women's volleyball, we got ourselves a winner. That's going to be the team. Now, I will say, Nebraska did get, like, the most hyped softball transfer ever. And she played for, like, those Oklahoma teams, and she's getting, like, ridiculous amount of NIL money to come back to play for Nebraska, which I think is pretty cool. I like seeing that. Jared, thank you for the super chat. Might creep it up on the Honda. I don't think we're going to get there. Uh, let's see. Oh man, we're, we're, we're about 40 or so away. What are we going to give away here? Hmm. Pooh Bear, it's good. So do y'all want me to keep chatting LSU or do you want me to give me play-by-play of this? Oh, don't give them the flats. All they need is a field goal right now. Can you believe a 2-13 record in one-score games? Yeah, you gotta let them. Yeah, so you wanna you wanna hold it as long as you possibly can. 
What is he doing? Why would you do that? Oh, that's the worst sack ever. Hurry up, bro. Yeah, you want to save your time out now. Uh. Oh, God. Now you're going to have to burn the time out to prevent the runoff. Oh, God, that was brutal. Oh. College football is so ugly. Like, it, it, this is why I like being an LSU fan. You want, to know why, you want to know why I like being an LSU fan? And and look, I'm going to give Florida credit yet again. All right? Even though I just dumped all over them. Florida does not need to play Utah. They have Florida State at the end of the season. That is their Power 5 requirement. They, they don't have to do it. They could pull a Kentucky and just schedule the softest opponents. And guess what? Those games are at home. They're at home. Right, schedule Norfolk State, schedule Villanova. <laughs> don't, don't go challenge yourselves and fly to Utah. It never works. SEC teams, it never works. Okay, you got to have Joe Burrow to make that crap work. Dragon Quiche. Exactly. There's no fun, but it's smart. These are college students who don't play preseason games getting on a plane to play in Utah. Utah. All right, here we go. Oh, don't ice a kicker rule. Oh, please. Come on. Not in this economy. Not in this weather. By the way, shout out to Louisiana Controls. What's up, Mark? Let's go, man. We, we are, what, 35 away from a giveaway? Show Nuff, what's up, man? Let's go. Show Nuff is back in the chat. My guy. Oh, did Gilbo tweet something about the Florida? Uh, yeah, his tweet last year was embarrassing. There's no way they just made that. Oh, my God, dude. Nebraska. Please. If I was a Nebraska football fan right now, I would 
lather myself in gasoline, jump in an erupting volcano full of electric electric eels, and just say it's not. This ain't it. This ain't it. I mean, I feel so bad for Nebraska fans. I really do like it. I mean, could you imagine what's going through the mind of all the Nebraska fans? You know who's really hurt by this? Nebraska legend Eric Gilbert. He is really hurt by this. I just hate it. Absolutely hate it. Row the daggum boat. Oh, man. That's harsh. Hulu's a minute behind? Oh, dude, there's there's people that found the Florida post under my tweet, and they're now going ham. I've not even checked in on TikTok where I initially posted this. Maybe the TikTok responses are even better for the Florida L tonight. Man, God bless. I I don't even deserve this life. Now I run my my TikTok wasn't that wasn't that popping. I still can't believe that. Nonsensical drivel. What's up, Cole? Burks, what's good, man? Don't forget, y'all, pregame, halftime, postgame. Sunday night.
Pre-game show, always about 30 minutes before the game. I don't know. We might go an hour. might go an hour pre-game show. Why not? Yeah, TJ, it's um, we'll we'll do uh, for Sunday night. We'll go right on after the game is over. Okay, um, there will be some we'll do like an hour after. It normally doesn't really matter, like because you know there's so many like post game shows that happen like just right after the end of a game. Okay. So sometimes I actually like to start a post-game show an hour after the game is over because I want to listen to Brian Kelly after the game. And it also lets me, like, I can't do, like, a full film study, but it lets me rewatch the game really quickly. And obviously I'm a very film-oriented person. Uh, so, Yeah. I love it, Jared. Jared saying those kids watching the game on their phone. Ha ha ha. They're even wearing the same jersey number. Isn't that crazy? How's he look? Does he look good, uh, Rashada? So now here's what are gonna do. We'll answer as many questions as we possibly can towards the end. We are indeed one thirty dollar super chat. Away, we'll give this out tonight. We talked about Jamar Chase tonight. Peter Work was on the show tonight. How crazy is that? Jamar Chase, we're giving this out. If we get to a hundo, we'll give out a Jamar tonight. I'm running low on Jamar Chases. But we'll give it out if we get to a hundo. George, that's good, man. Now we'll go all night. We've gone three hours, four hours. It doesn't matter. Cooper Cup hurt again. 
Let's go. We're there. Big thanks to TJ. Let's go. We got there. So who deserves the Jamar card? Actually, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. So tonight's a big night for TJ. He is the brains behind PHL Nation. Something I have been waiting to share with you for so long is our partnership with Louisiana Controls Incorporated. They are committed to. He is the brains behind that. So, once again, big thanks to TJ getting me hooked up with Louisiana Controls. So, we're going to let TJ, I'm going to put TJ in the hot seat. We're going to let TJ choose who deserves a Jamar Chase card. There you go, TJ. This is your call. Now, I try to give, like, obviously, you know, Jared just won a huge Jacob Hester auto. Um, so, TJ is going to decide who gets a Jamar card. I'm going to let TJ decide. He might have already went to bed. What's up, blessed? Blessed all the way in Turkey? No, Billy, don't. No, I'm telling you, man. I truly do believe Colorado's going to be terrible. You, you, their lines. All right. So, okay, there we go. I, this has just been a, like the most chill live stream. If you're just not joining us, Peter freaking work was on here earlier via phone. I never freaking y'all don't understand. I kind of want to call like all my buddies who are around me. I dude, we freaking idolize Peter Work. Because you gotta remember, like, you know, we didn't have YouTube and all that stuff then. Peter Work was him. Him. So we had the Jamar Chase Peter Work debate. Peter Work said, college him is better than college Jamar. Now, obviously, I'm, I don't know if I can answer that. So the goal is we got to get Jamar Chase on here to give his side. Which, obviously, if Jamar Chase is on PHL, that would be absurd. Absolutely absurd. One of the GOATs. Let's see. All right, TJ. Uh, are we going? Are we going Pegasus here? Oh, you want to give it to Billy? Burks wants it. Should we go Burks? I might want to give Billy a Traylon Burks card. I mean, his last name is Burks. Are we, go, are we going Billy? I'm going to let TJ decide. Billy, you haven't been in the chat in a while, though. I mean, Billy. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Billy, since, is, since this is your first live stream, I like to, I do like to give it to people that do attend a lot of our live streams. So Dante won last one because Dante's not missed one in forever. Oh, you've been sick. 
Well, if you've been sick, then I'm definitely going to give it to you. So Billy is our winner tonight. If you've really been sick, nothing quite like a Jamar Chase card to get you feeling better. So this is going to go to you, man. I'm always about helping our sick PHLers. So let me go ahead and get a little note ready for Billy. I normally like to write a little note there. Because tonight, I should create some content with all those Florida fans trolling me tonight. All right, so Hal says, look, I don't know anything about the blocking because I see all your comments. I've not blocked a whole lot of people. I've blocked like someone said something really misogynistic to one of our viewers last year. And... Uh, I blocked him. Uh, I blocked some racist viewers, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I've gone and unblocked a lot of people. So I've always heard this comment. I've never understood it. So Hal has blocked a lot of people, apparently. BC, what's good? That's my guy, Branson Cat. He's been a PHL guest before. So, Hal, it looks like you got to go do some unblocking. I don't know how you could block TJ. TJ, I don't think, I don't think TJ has ever really said anything remotely controversial. By the way, Billy, um, for me to send this out, you are going to have to send me an email or Twitter or Instagram message at PowerHourLSU. Okay? So, Hal, well, it's Hal's choice. It's your, you do YouTube the way you want to do it. I can't tell you one way or the other. But go unblock them. Just, just unblock all the PHL folks. Because they want to see your comments, obviously, because your comments are so... You actually do have really good comments. So, there you go. All right, Billy. Got your note written. Yeah, I do. PowerHourLSU at gmail.com is uh, the best email address to find me. PowerHourLSU at gmail.com. So, Hal, it's up to you. I met you before, Hal. Yeah, Pegasus, whatever happened to Reed? Reed used to get at my neck, y'all. I only have one Jamar card. I give it the other version of this.
so funny, dude. Let's see. Okay, how how I got confirmation on how is unblocking Pegasus. Yeah, I've seen that that he hangs out in Austin. That's so cool, man. Would definitely love to meet Jamar one day, man. That's one of my favorites. My guy is superhuman, man. Did now I got people texting me if I blocked him. BT is going to be a tough one, man. They are good. I'm I'm just being real. They're a really good football team. I just have a tough time believing that they just suck. And that's kind of my concern. All right. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. 
Hey now, Erudo. Let's not start calling people the worst. That's that's harsh, man. That's harsh. Let's be kind and rewind. Uh, I talked to him yesterday, actually. Uh, whoever I, I've never not said anything towards you. Whoever said I disliked you, man, I enjoy your comments, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah, so go to Gmail, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. Just send me an email. Uh, so, like, if you have, like, Hotmail, anything, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why Edward O would think I wouldn't. If I didn't like you, wouldn't you think I would have blocked you? No, man. I just don't think anybody's uh, the, the worst. That's tough. Let me do this. Let me do this. I didn't think I'd go this long tonight. But where are you watching from? Let me know where you are watching from. What city are you watching from? I've got to send this out to Billy. I, I knew a pause was coming. I freaking knew it. I freaking knew it. That now you have to admit that is that is a long pause. Okay, that is a long, long, long pause. All right. It it did flash in my mind, but I will say, like I tagged you in that tweet on your birthday. Once again, congrats, Pooh Bear. I would say Richard Sermon's pause to freaking Skip Bayless was a legendary pause. The cheesesteak capital of Louisiana. All right, so Black OT, we got to stay. Uh, Black OT is, I guess, driving from Shreveport all the way to, to Florida. We got to stay on the phone with them. Oh, I got a neighbor? 
The only neighbor I'm worried about is Malik going for 250 yards out of the slot. You got about three hours left. So they're going to Universal. They're making a whole trip out of it. Hey, I'm not going to take Blake Slander. That's my guy, man. That's my boy. We know we don't take Blake Slander in here. You have to come through me. You have to come through me. And that's not a pause. You have to come see me. Because we might have a Luke of Bronzy's link with the Phoenix situation here. You might have a Luke of Bronzy sneak with the fishies kind of situation. You might have a look of Bronzy sleep with the fishies. Are they knocked out? Three key players for LSU on Sunday. Hmm. Uh, outside of the obvious ones, uh, Omar Spates, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Obviously, the entire LSU defensive backfield, but honestly, Pegasus, you know, I, 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 you watch everything I do, and I really appreciate that. So, this is for everyone else. You know, the film study I posted earlier tonight, we need our middle of the offensive line to be so good. We really, really, really do. Um, they are tough to move. They are tough to move. Now, as James Coleman shared with us earlier, the Florida State insider, they love it gets hurt very easy, and he's been banged up. But when he's healthy, he reminds me so much of Kyle Williams at LSU. He is a load man. He is a load. Everybody, welcome Hayden Seal to the channel. Grant, those are three good ones there. Hayden says he's nervous about this game, honestly. You know what I say about that, Hayden? Good. You know, Chris Rock once said, you should always be just a little bit nervous before you got on stage. I think it was Rock. I should know that. I'm a big Rock fan. And the good thing about that, Hayden, is you should be, Right? Like, for instance, there are only three SEC fan bases who are nervous about their season opener. Okay? LSU, South Carolina, and Florida. Because we aren't... We actually want to challenge ourselves in season openers. Okay? So Alabama, they're not going to bed nervous. They're not nervous at all. It's a warm-up game. Okay. Nerves are great. That feeling that you have, enjoy it because you're not going to be able to have it next year. You're not going to feel the same way about USC and the USC game because it's impossible. Why? Because there's eight more slots to get into the dance. Okay. 
So for me, Hayden, enjoy this nurse, right? Enjoy it, right? Like I do too as well. I do too as well. And it does kind of stink because this is the fourth consecutive season opener. That is very tricky, right? We're going up against what, like, if you were to ask coaches around America, name the best play callers as head coaches in America right now. I would assure you, obviously at the time when he was still around, Mike Leach would be in the top five. In 2020, we had to play him first game with our new defense. Then in 2021, we had to play Chip Kelly. Then, obviously, these last, this year and now, we're playing Mike Norvell, who's a great play caller. At least Brian Kelly and Scott Woodward and Virg Osbury in an interview recently said, look, we don't need warm-up games. We should go out there and and, and play. We should go out there and, and give it to them. Should I go backwards, Hat? I'll go backwards, Hat. I'm fine with that. Back Hattie, baby. I I only have two two snaps. <laughs> so one day I'll show you the back of my head. So if you see me in person, once you see the back of my head, you'll see something you can't unsee. I have like a my cousin calls it a chicken nugget infused in my skull. All right. And it just sticks out. It juts out like a peninsula. And we actually have an anthropologist that watches the channel, Trey, who actually told us uh, uh, what that is actually called right here. TJ Hawkinson got that deal. Oh, that's cool, Sibley. That is so cool. Oh, that's going to be fun. I kind of want to go. Yeah, Chicken Nugget is not the scientific name. I'm not smart enough to remember the scientific name. 
Do we got a PHL or wants her to come to the Philippines? I'm down. We can do that. You're a one-step guy? Yeah, I, I'm patiently waiting for TJ's super chat to come to a close. But here's what we're going to do. If you want to keep it going, if y'all want to chat ball, if y'all want to do a little film study, I could put up some Florida State clips. I don't care. Feel free to super chat. Any questions that you guys want, we'll go straight to it. I still got to go clip up freaking Peter Work. That is so freaking crazy. I remember in my living room watching that game. It's just so crazy. I will also say this. Um, you know, the one thing I and and um one thing one thing I'll say is it is so freaking hard to be a head fo a football coach at a division one university. You're you're the PR guy, you're all these different things. You cannot call the plays and be a good head coach. You just can't. I, I don't believe you can. Like for instance, you know, Lincoln, probably the best play caller. Your defense sucks. I mean, there's always going to be something, right? Like, that's why I think Brian Kelly's just like the perfect, like, medium. Like, I don't know. I, I meant to ask 
our guest, James, this question. How much of the play calling is Norvell and how much of it is Alex Atkins? I would guess it's probably like 85-15. Norvell. It's so hard to call plays, man. It's so hard to call plays and be a head coach. Like, there's just so much stuff you got to do. NFL, you can do it. I'm not going to say you can do it easy. It's just easier, right? Not college football. Uh, like for me, it, it, let me give you the, let me give you a coach's perspective on this. Even though I'm not a coach, could you imagine being a head coach of of a of a program, and you're getting ready for this game? You you rarely play these games, especially a, a program like Florida State. And part of your job, if LSU is still doing this, by the way, they might have cooled off for whatever reason. But part of your job is also to recruit, right? You know, the number one player in the state is committing tomorrow. So you got to worry about that. Brian Kelly had to do a press conference tonight, had to go do a radio show tonight. Anything you say could be clipped. You know, he said, we're going to beat the crap out of Florida State tonight. I haven't heard the clip. You know, maybe he was saying it jokingly. I don't know. It's a lot. And then, guess what you got to do? You've got to do the second most important thing a coach has to do, which is call plays. The first thing you have to do on a game day is manage the basic aspects of football, right? The The, the second thing, though, is that the, the play calling has got to be so good, right, for your team to succeed. We're we're in for another hour. Let's do it. Can I do some film study? Let's see. I could pull up a clip really quickly. Let's do it. Uh, Okay. I'll pull up this one. All right. Let me show you something about why uh, film study can be hard. Okay. All right, so I'm going to show you this really quickly. All right, let's pull. We'll use this copy of the game. Might not be the cleanest copy. I just picked up uh, the first one on YouTube. All right, so what I'll do uh, when I start, you know, watching games, once again, I'm not a coach. I don't know all the coach speak terms, um, all of that, but I have a good idea of what everyone should be doing, but it's impossible to know everything because you don't know the play calls. So whenever you start like uh, preparing to study a team or whatever, understand that there's always going to be more that you don't know than what you do know. Okay. And once you do that, you begin to uh, just become a far smarter football fan. Okay. So this was something that happened to me. Um, I, when I started charting one of these games um, last week, all right? So I'm watching um, – let's do a share screen right here, okay? All right, Louisville convinced game, condensed game. All right, and let's see. Can you see – okay, you can't see my – uh, I don't think you guys could see my clicker. All right, so we'll go, we'll I'll just show you this play really quickly. 
All right. Let's put it at 25 speed. Okay. So uh, this was a formation that uh, Louisville had a lot of success with and what Florida had a lot of success with going up against uh, Florida State's defense. This is called pistol when the running back is obviously, you know, directly behind the quarterback. And Louisville went three and out on the first drive. But they honestly dominated Florida State's defense, okay? It's a really good back shoulder throw. I know it's very choppy. It's just because it's a lot going on with the live stream and processing and and all that stuff, okay? Obviously, a really good back shoulder throw. You can hit explosives on a pass defense even if they aren't uh, – even if they're playing deep, okay? Now, Malik Cunningham is a really good quarterback, and he is a really good dual threat quarterback. But what I want to show you is actually this next play right here. All right. Um, you know, they had a lot of success just doing simple runs out of pistol. Okay. And I was like, okay, there has to be something going on with this game because Louisville is running the football at will. And this is why you always have to be careful making a definitive statement about any team. I then did more research, and Fabian Lovett did not play in this game. All right, the defensive tackle that we've been talking about nonstop and we devoted a whole film study to earlier today. So, you know, the four games that the Florida State defense was terrible in, it was Louisville, it was Clemson, it was um, Louisville, Clemson, Florida, and... Oklahoma, Lovett didn't play in three of those games, okay? So if this was Lovett right here at this defensive tackle, see Jared Verse, uh, you know, he, he had to rush the passer read on his third and one. He gets far too upfield. We should allow Verse to get upfield and run underneath them. We're going to need this right guard right here, uh, which is going to be Miles Frazier, who really struggled against Lovett. We're going to need Lovett to win this matchup versus a better player. And we're going to need our running backs. Something our running backs didn't do a good job of was breaking the arm tackles of these defensive tackles last year. We're going to need our running backs to make a few more special plays. But because Florida State plays such a light box, their safeties are going to be coming, pause, hard, pause, downfield. We're going to have to break some tackles and fall forward uh, for some extra yards. Okay? So, you know, those things are just going to be very key in uh, this game, but that's why you always got to be careful whenever you're, uh, you know, if a team is having too good of an offensive performance, you need to look at all the other factors. Was it a back-to-back road game? Was somebody hurt? Did um, was d- did the other team have it a normally just good game, and they didn't have any other good games for the rest of the year? Um. So, you know, those things are, are those things are very important. And I wish the next Eric B enemy, man. I think I I don't know. I've gone back and forth on B enemy's offense this year in uh Washington. I'm interested to see it. Uh maybe you Florida State fans could tell me if Sam Howell is gonna be Good or not? I don't know. I'm I'm always going to be skeptical of a quarterback who put up numbers in a long go offense. But I there's a piece of me that thinks Sam Howell is actually going to be really good. 
Oh, there you go. Cole, Cole's going to hang out with uh, J-Red. That's cool. So, yeah, hit me up with an email and get you all set up. Hayden showing some love. I'm a big Riley Leonard fan, Pegasus. I really do think he is someone that could slide into the first round. I'm telling you. Oh, you know what I was going to give out? I wish he was still in here. This is a really cool call card. I was going to give out the Charles Turner one of one. So I actually gave this to Charles Turner's brother, and he already had one. And I was like, wait, it's a one of one. It was a different one of one. So I'm going to send this. Um, I'll send the Jamar out uh, to Billy. But oh, this isn't a one of one. That's why this is just an autograph card. Still, we'll give out a Charles Turner on game weekend. Now, hope you enjoyed this stream today. I want to give a big shout out to our two guests tonight, James Coleman and Peter freaking Work. How cool is that? And uh, don't forget. If you want a full film study, I actually cut out all of my Louisville clips from the film study. So you're going to get to see plays from the Clemson game. You're going to get to see plays from um, all different types of games. All right. Uh, Bruce, a favorite play we ran last year. Uh, Hoss Y. Juke. Oh, it's my favorite play that we ran last year. Wasn't our best play. We used it a lot, though. I love mesh. I don't think Brian Kelly calls it. There you go. Jared knows you really well. Hoss, Hoss Juke, man. And uh, sometimes we didn't run it with the Juke. We just ran Hoss. Um, the the Jaden had a huge throw to Mason Taylor in that Florida game on a third and 10 on Hoss. Now, Bruce, if you want a breakdown of Hoss, we've done so many. Check out our third down uh, film study that we did a few weeks ago. We did a breakdown of Hoss. And if you're a patron, please go sign up to the PHL Patreon. That's linked down below. Uh, we talked about Hoss. We talked about a few extra things that I think LSU could do to unlock the Florida State defense. We're so close, y'all. We're so close. Now, I meant to actually bring this up. I kind of want to go live Saturday night. I kind of want to because it feels like this is so long away. So just be on the lookout. We might go live Saturday night. It might be for just a little bit. So, but yeah, obviously the Mason Taylor throw is definitely that. I totally agree with you, Mike. I'm glad nobody has to do that in the SEC. So, there you go. It is power, power, LSU, boom. And tonight we are doing um, 
Oh, it's barbecue chicken night too. Let's go.